Welcome back to Movie Ticket Monday, folks. I'm Matt with my co-host Justin. This week's film was Dead Poets Society. It came out in 1989, directed by Peter Ware, starring Robin Williams, Robert Leonard, Ethan Hawke, Josh Charles, and Dylan Kuzman. Also won the Oscar for Best Original Screenplay. All right, Justin, kick it off here. One word, what'd you think? One word, emotional. Okay, I see you. That's 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 solid. Mine was shocking. Truthfully, I did not think that movie was going to play out that way. I didn't know it was supposed to be that kind of film, so it kind of had me. I agree, and I would I would go with the emotional, but also a uh, feeling of uneasiness. I think you finish that film as a like, all right, like I'm I'm vibing, I'm I'm feeling good, but at the end of the day, there's just a dissatisfaction with how how it wraps up, and it really just creates an emotional confusion element, yeah. which you know I have comments on later. But I think most people will find some sort of connection or or heartstring for it but i think guys in particular especially in that high school early college age might find this movie a a, a little more interesting given the fact that they're at a a boarding school and kind of that camaraderie of uh finding new friends and finding yourself almost so that's just what i think so we're gonna start off here with the plot okay juicy juicy plot so for me it's one of the very few films that I've seen or I know of that is solely based on the characters and their development. There is no real beginning, middle, end in terms of like a bad guy or like a true plotline story. And you're just following these guys and watching them find out who they become, finding out uh, their mental state as as the kids grow up and, and face reality for some harsh harsh lessons harsh times yeah is that completely off no i mean the plot does a really good job from the get-go of kind of throwing you in that element and like you said earlier for any guy in that you know boarding school or early college i was getting mad deja vu to like freshman year of college you know in the boarding room just kind of the shenanigans that these guys you know had unfolding it puts you in a a happy element to start the film that's why I, th- I have the feeling of uneasiness because this film opens as this is a feel good film all around, no matter how you cut it up for the first half. And then when Neil's suicide happens, it gets kind of thrown out the yin yang. But up until then, it's just good vibes only. You have this teacher, Robin Williams, uh, you know, John Keating, who clearly unfolds to be a huge inspiration for these students who are looking for that bigger element. And like you commented on the character development with Neil specifically, you see early on the difficult relationship that he has with his father. Um, and a lot of these other people are kind of structured around Neil and Todd specifically that kind of promotes their development for Todd, for example, you know, he's super shy and John Keating is able to extract that in that scene when Todd is basically giving the poem in the front of the classroom is a fascinating sequence in terms of camera angles, the music, the intensity level, the buildup for reading a freaking poem. It ropes you in big time in that sequence. Um, and so it's all focused around these two guys and it, it, it's it's a good plot line in the development of their characters throughout, but I would say it just blew expectations away when Neil killed himself. That came out of nowhere um, and it threw me off. And so I think the plot, you know, when you digest it is, is really a development of Neil and more so at a higher level is this film is one big commentary on kind of intellectualism, what the role of academia is, 
should we be studying to work? Should we be studying to think? You know, there's a lot of deeper questions that I want to dive into here because at the end of the day, this this film's a, a really big social commentary on on what academic lifestyle should be like. And I think that there's it's a polarizing conversation from both sides of the of the aisle on that. Yeah, I th- I think even further for me, what was the whole film was about conformity, or I guess you know lack thereof for what Robin Williams tried to portray and the how the young boys tried to he tried to get them to think for themselves tried to be their own selves i don't know about you i saw i saw the suicide coming like minutes before i mean i think most people will know that's what's going to happen but you almost don't want to accept it because for me neil he was like my favorite part i loved his character um, he was the leader. Hot, he was the glue guy. He yeah, kept and I got my going. hot take at the bottom. But but for me, him and Knox, the I mean, for the girl, I mean, that was a nice solid. You know, you saw every guy oh at God. some point in their life was trying to do what he did, and he, he actually succeeded. did it. Yeah. So for me, you know, those two were really kind of like the founding founding moments, founding characters for it. But you're right. I think part of it goes back to. Yeah, academia. And and for me, the conformity, but more specifically, what a parent's role plays in their kid's life, because especially for Neil and pretty much every other person, they they didn't have a choice, which is why I think they clung to Robin Williams' character so much, because they could go out, they could be themselves, they could think outside the box from what their parents told them to be, lawyers, doctors, all these things that it didn't seem like one single person they wanted to be. And that's that's the crutch of it. You're absolutely correct. Yeah, I think it's to an important piggy- piece to, piggyback. To, to kind of figure out what that parent's role is. Yeah, piggybacking on that. At the end of the day, th- this film starts with, you know, you're exposed to the teachers, you know, the administration, the principal, very old, very archaic, um, you know, classic run-of-the-mill boarding school in which they are set in their own predetermined ways. You're exposed to Neil's father and all of these kids. There's a comment at the beginning. It's like, oh, you're destined to be a, t- uh, you know, uh, a doctor. You're destined to be a banker. You're destined to be a lawyer. And all of these guys to start the film are told this is what they have to do. And they don't have, as you say, that element of anti-conformity you know they're they're all going with the grain and robin williams strikes an incredible chord with them because he represents everything that goes against what they've been told and what they've experienced and what they know they have wanted to go against their entire life when they sneak out you know late at night to go to the little dead poet society cave every single thing that they do even neil you know auditioning in, in the play and stuff like that it's it's going against the grain and at the center of it is robin williams and it, it's a phenomenal performance from him he's soft-spoken he kind of has this allure in which he teases you with the idea that makes you want to dive deeper into it um and and it just creates a really good element that i think a lot of people can empathize with you know a lot of people are told this is what they have to do or they think this is what they have to do but at the end of the day the moment you tap that creativity and free thinking which is all robin williams wanted to do um everything's limitless yeah it it was inspirational brings it all together i think the specific plot scene where um, he had all the kids stand on his desk was just, I think that was almost the turning point for for the kids because I think it was a great way. I mean, I, I mean, if any teachers are listening to this, can I just say you should maybe not do that? That might get you fired. But 
I think I think some hands-on type of stuff like he does going out to the middle of the the school outside where he had them all walk their own way and then you saw the kids conforming to whoever was in front of them and then he brought up that exact point of you have to be yourself you have to walk the way that you want to so i thought um i thought that scene really spoke all right matt like break it down for me what are we thinking here i mean give give me the down low the upside i know you got some hot takes we'll save this for the end but like plot wise what'd you think what'd you like what'd you hate so to me, the plot itself was, it didn't have like a beginning, middle, end. It did not have that bad guy. It didn't have the clear cut definition of it. It was pretty much strictly the characters, their development, which sure, they might've had a slight beginning, middle and end, but it was, it was an interesting film because to me, while I enjoyed it, I thoroughly enjoyed it, but to me, the film was, if you look at it as a whole, it's almost like not a ton happened, but a ton did happen, mostly due to the fact that it's strictly characters and kids and trying to find themselves. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about that. That's that's uh... OK. This film uh, is as clear as day, a traditional arc of a film. It has the climax moment. It has the 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 drawdown after the climax and the entire time you're building up to that climax moment, which is Neil's suicide. And so like on the plot side, I think you have the introduction. It kind of introduces the characters, the situation they find themselves in. The plot development is the character development in this film. There's no actionable events, really. The only actionable event, really, is Knox and his chick, I suppose. Um, but it really, and I mean, you have the audition, you have the, the theater performance. All of this is just building up an emotional connection to Neil because you need that crisis moment to have that feeling at the end of this film that really kicks you in the butt and say like, dang, like, this makes true. me think about things. You know, if it wasn't for that buildup, like th- that's where the plot rested. Um, and it's just a bunch of small little events. It, um, I thought, I thought almost diving deeper of conformity for me. I mean, that's what I think the whole bigger plot was in terms of the kids just doing what they're told from their parents specifically, which I think is a huge question, almost like a philosophical question of what point do your parents, what role do they play in your life? And at what point do they have to kind of switch from a a father figure, a guidance to a friend to learning what you actually want from life? Because every single father in there, they told them what they were going to do. And if you didn't do it, just like Neil, when he signed up, I can't remember what class it was, but he signed up for a class at the very beginning. And his father took him out to the hallway and said, you will drop this class right now. You know, you're going to be someone. And what was so crazy about all of that to me, like Neil specifically, was when he wanted to do the the theater performance. He had, He's like, Dad, I have straight A's. Like, what else do yep. you want from me? Why can't I do this? And nothing screams conformity more than matching every single expectation and still being told and manipulated to do something um, that you don't necessarily want to do. Yeah, it was awful. I mean, you really felt for him. At least I did. I felt for him more than anyone else. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You see him completely cave to his father. And I'll be honest, I thought this film was going to end and the climax was sort of going to be 
him pushing back against his father. That's what I thought. That's exactly what I thought till I realized he conformed. This is really dark, but in many ways, like his suicide is him pushing back against his father because you know that's exactly why he did it was because of the implications for it. And so like nothing's a more like screw you, I guess. I, I don't know. This is getting dark, but like nothing's more of a screw you than that because you know that's the reason for it directly after the theater performance. He, you know, he's dragged home. He's forced out. I think I think maybe a tad bit, but to me, I think he didn't want to, and that was his only way out, rather than knowing that he would hurt his father or go against what his father said. I think that was his his trapment because he had the golden moment that Robin Williams told him to stand up to his father after the play when he was in his study. He had the opportunity because Neil said, Dad. Do you even know what I want? And he and the dad says, no, what do you want? And then he he just conforms and says, you know what? I'll drop it and I'll just do this. And he says nothing. So he had his golden moment. And I think he realized he's failed at his moment and there was no way of getting out of it at that point. So that's what he did. That that was it to me. The, I mean, it just, it, it really, just emphasizing how this film opens. They all walk into that. It looks like a church kind of, you know, the common room oh, yeah, where the like teachers- a- the students a gothic type of yeah you immediately have this feeling of okay this is an old school style institution yeah um they are set in their ways um even how they handle i don't know i don't remember who it was it may have been knox um whoever bring basically sneaks that thing into the the school newspaper or whatever that was and then he picks up the phone and stands up as like a screw you to the the principal and then he gets freaking paddled in the dude's office um you know, all of that just builds this old school institutionalism and that's only emphasized and, and exacerbated by the parents. You're going to be a banker. You're going to be a lawyer. You're going to be a doctor. Um, and Robin Williams just positions himself so adequately, ripping the pages out of the book. You know, we were talking about standing on top of the desk. All of these things just create this atmosphere of literally, it, it paints it so perfectly. When you're standing on top of the desk, I want you to look at things differently. <laughs> he literally says it clear as day. There's no cryptic nature to it. He straight up says it like that. And it sets up this little showdown of you use conformity versus, you know, non-conformity, institutionalism versus free thinking, whatever you want to categorize it. It's a really big motif in this film. Um, and and it's clear as day. Yeah. I think the biggest one is where they're in the yard specifically and they they have the three guys line up and walk and they all conform to whoever's in front of them. And the, I think I think if you bring it down to one specific scene, I think that's the scene because he specifically says to them, he says, you guys all did what the person before you did, where I want you to be yourself, walk like you want. And then the, the one guy, I can't remember who it was, but he didn't walk at all. He's like, I just don't want to walk. And Robin had that smirk on his face, and you're like, that kid got it. He got exactly that lesson. And he, Robin was great at, at helping these kids who know nothing but follow their father and what, and, and their mother and what they say to, tr- to find themselves and to, you know, to have that connection of you are your own person. Yep. Yep. Also, one interesting thing, um, about this film that I thought at least was the camera work. Was, was pretty fascinating. I have a note here, like the close camera work creates an element of intimacy. Um, and I'm specifically referencing the scene where Todd is basically reading the poem in front of the, the class and everything. And it's up in his face. Him and Robin Williams are spinning in a circle. It's really dramatic. But throughout, there's a lot of close-ups of these guys in their face. Um, 
that you don't typically find in other films. Typically, you know, in dialogue, you have the third of the screen shooting over the shoulder. Yep. There's some weird close-ups, and it does this, uh, just this feeling of like it puts you there in the moment. It makes you, they want you to feel something with these guys, and I think it's really interesting when they do that beyond just dialogue and character development. They do that with sound. They do that with camera work. They do that with all of these really cool elements that really contribute to making this film put you there in that moment specifically. Yeah. Um, like the sound, for example, when they're running in the woods, um, the sound is like really edgy. It's like a Halloween scene. It is, yeah. And, and I feel like that's the way it's... I mean, they have hoods up. I mean, yeah. they, they kind of look like criminals like almost. Fraternal from Wizards. Yeah. I, I think of Harry Potter actually Wizards, when they were walking. Spooky. Yeah. The exact opposite of what they typically were wearing. Yep. You know, the suit, the tie, all of this stuff. Alter ego um, right there alter ego like it's it's those elements when you really dissect it so one thing transitioning this a little bit so i like reading kind of what people thought of this film when it happened and there was this one editorial um basically of this person saying that this movie sucks because it takes the idea of nonconformity, it takes the idea of analyzing poetry and eliminates so many elements of it and chalks it up to just free thinking. And he argues that it, Robin Williams' approach to it is an oversimplification of poetry. And it actually is a detriment to the argument that you should have free thinking. And I thought that was interesting because this film has like the graph to begin with. What, what's that face? What in the blazes? Yeah, I thought it was interesting. And hang on, hang on. I so think you have the graph. Stupid. <laughs> so you have the graph, you know, at the beginning, um, you know, of how to analyze poetry. He has you rip out the the, the pages and everything. Yeah. And I just thought it was really interesting because this this author was basically saying, okay, like this is really important. We need free thinking. We need creativity. And it just completely said that this film was the worst way to do it and was just a terrible representation for it. Um, and I thought it was kind of funny because I don't agree with it at all. I think you know, in the AP classes I took, like this film does a really good job of making you sit there and think for yourself like if that guy who wrote it it ever listens to this i will happily take you on for a half hour and go at it (laughs) i think okay you're talking like a two-hour film and i think i mean as a baseline that's exactly what it is though like they were complete conformed and he tried to make them unconformed and tried to let them have be free thinkers for themselves because it's their own life now sure it was a little simple but First of all, it's a movie. It's a two-hour film. You have to get everything in. And second of all, that is the exact baseline. You can chalk it up to gray areas, but it is that or or that. Conformity or non-conformity. And I thought they did a very good job. I, I, I think that guy's blatantly wrong. Yeah, no, it was I mean, just interesting. Um, he's, he's almost talking about intricacies that just are completely unnecessary, but... Yeah, you know, to his uh, to each his own. You know, he has his own opinion, and rightfully so. But I just completely disagree with it. I think he's wrong. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that that that, that is blasphemous. blasphemous. That is blasphemous. <laughs> no, it was, it was just interesting because it put a different anti-intellectualism, you know, creative thinking, whatever you want to call it, in a different light. Um, and I just thought it was kind of funny that someone was critiquing this movie for being anti-conformity um and more so in the way that they did it i was like these people are just grabbing onto some bogus thing regardless yeah, of what it is they, just to have a good interesting editorial i'm like dude this sucks they anyway. need a 10 percent increase in reading yeah, yeah let's just get clicks on this anyway <laughs> yeah. um one, so i'm gonna yeah oh, go, go ahead. ahead no you go ahead. I, I was gonna move to characters but if you had something else to, to add one thing 
it, this this scene probably hit me the most was it's really early in the film when he first meets them and has them look at those photographs of people from classes decades ago at the school. And Robin Williams says something like, you know, these guys were all in their prime. They were all destined for great things. And then he goes, all of these guys are dead. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And it it just, I don't know about you, Matt, but like it it hit me in a different way. Um, And I think it put the whole film in a lot of context of, okay, you know that this guy's going to come out and be like, you need to live your best life as you want to live it because these guys are dead and they look like you right now, but they're dead. Um, and, and you don't really look at it like that. You don't think about it like that. When you see death, you think of someone who's old, you know, but associating death with someone a hundred years ago, when you can empathize with that prime a hundred years from now, you're going to be dead. And someone's going to be looking at that, seeing you in your youth, knowing you were dead. Um, yep. that whole, that whole feeling of, you know, live in the moment. That's, that's what live I in the moment. And film. what are you going really to do with your life? What are you, you going to do, do with, with your time? Your and it tees up is important the pushback against the father, everything so well, because these guys are dead. What are you going to do with it? Um, and it adds a more dramatic element to it, I thought. I, I agree. And I, I think this is the first, uh, off the top of my head at least, films that you see a, a huge influence on mental health and mental state, not just from the suicide, but just all these kids and what they're going through trying to please their father and just saying yes. And, and kind of what it means to be a kid and grow up and find your own oneself. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna flip to characters here. So in, in general, I thought they were I thought they were quite likable. I thought, except for the one redhead kid, which I don't even know his name because I despised him. The guy who um yeah, that kid sucks. Who ended up talking first? Yeah, he was he was just a scrub, just a scrub. But everyone else I thought was good. Now. I thought the standouts, I thought Ethan Hawke did well for, for, uh, for Todd, but I thought the true standouts for me were Neil and Knox and the girl. Now, I'm, I'm going to real quick go back to the plot for Knox. I was a little upset with the Knox and how you assume that he ends up getting her, but they just kind of go off to the play, hold hands at the play, and that's it for the rest of the film. Like, you don't know what happens, and... F- to me, I thought Bro, that you was have an a, idea of what happens. You have an idea, but for for having like such a big influence in the whole plot and such time for that specific character, I, I it just ended abruptly. I I don't know that that was just me. I, I wish, but I thought Knox was superb. I mean, again, uh, I think he every might have kid, been my favorite character. Yeah. Every kid, guy or girl, specifically guy, speaking for one, I think that everyone wants in their life to do just that, and he did it. And you got to see how it played out on a movie, and that was pretty fun. So, um, I, I thought I thought those two were the best, and Neil's mental state. Where especially when he told Robin Williams that he told his dad, which I was a little skeptical, but I believed him at that particular point in the film. And then when he sees his dad at the play in the back, it shrivels up, and you know that he never he told didn't him. Tell him. Which I also kind of just just a thought out loud of how did his father know he didn't quit or he would be there because it was just it was either I mean, coincidence yeah. or he just knew that he wasn't going to listen to him. See what's really sad about that and you know this is this is grabbing at things but had he told him whether his dad had a sour reaction or not I don't think Neil would have killed himself, you know. And so I could agree. 
uh, and it, it, the reason I say that is it kind of tees up this, you know, Robin Williams' character, you know, Keating knows exactly what to do and he's absolutely right, you know, in every element of this film. Um, he fills that inspirational model. He's a teacher, but I mean, in that scene when they're in his office, he's also a father, you know, yeah. to Neil, to a lot of these characters. Um, That's very true. At the end, or during, when uh, when Todd, you know, reads the poem in front of the class and breaks out of his shell, you know, Keating whispers in his ear, like, don't you forget this. Um, like some really powerful phrases in there. He says things like, one quote I love was like, what will your verse be? Um, in terms of character development, Keating is yeah. responsible for all of their character developments. He's, he's the mentor. He's the yeah. mentor that none of them had. And it gets into this idea of mentorship, not as, you know, the father and the teachers at, in this are not mentors. They are, you need to do this and you'll be successful. Keating is a mentor yeah. in that he taps them to think for themselves and live how they want to live and more so bring out the best thing that they can within themselves. Yep. Find um, their and that's why this success. it's an emotional film because everyone has that Keating in their life, I think, or everyone wants it. And if they don't have it, this film shows you that you need to go find it. Um, and when they stand up at the end, the love and appreciation that they have for him is like palpable. The music does a phenomenal job of triggering some emotions here. Um, and I think Todd is representative of that mentorship carrying on even in Neil's absence. Now, I um I haven't talked about Todd too much, and here's my hot take. I don't think he was the main character at all. I don't think he was I like agree. one of that that front person. I don't even think he was second. I think Neil and Todd. I'm sorry, Neil and Knox were the top two guys, and that's what the film was about. Because initially, when personally, I, I didn't really like Todd's character that much. I thought when he said he didn't want to read at the Dead Poets Society gathering, I literally thought he could not read. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And you're saying, Matt, what an idiot. And Matt, maybe you're, so. You're an idiot. Yep. But but at that point, like you can tell he's a little shy. But for someone not to want to read to four, four people that you're friends with just, just didn't do it for me. No, I thought it's just, he, that's literally just them telling you he's very shy. Yeah, well, you know what? I thought he couldn't read. So laugh oh it up, God. fuzzball. I'm laughing it. Oh, my God. So, but, but then after that, I, I thought it, it was completely honed in on Neil and on Knox. I didn't see a whole lot after that point until, um, until Todd ends up, you know, agreeing that the teacher Keating was the one who did this Dude, all to them. You're overlooking one of the most intense scenes of this film is where Todd in the front of the room is is coming up with this poetry just just on the spot. That and was I think that's a the second scene. most impactful part of this film. I think I could agree, but that doesn't. And that do was that was built up. Development. That w are you kidding me? That entire it, sequence. It just had the only no 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 this is nuts you're you're an idiot the only reason that that sequence had any emotional bearing or significance is because you knew that todd was so insecure about himself that he couldn't read in front of anyone and there were numerous sequences that built up to that that is literally character development you just didn't like todd no it, it, no, no 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 tell no. me i'm wrong I, I mean i didn't i didn't like your hot wrong. take you're wrong. i'm not letting you get you're away right. with it no I but, loved that scene. That was my favorite sequence in almost any film. That was a powerful. powerful it was my sequence. second favorite. But just because it's a powerful sequence doesn't mean it. It, it put. Why was it, it powerful his to character, you? It Why put was it powerful his to character? You? Because Keating got 
him to make a wonderful poem on the spot and brought him out of his shell. And he did. But that character, all that happened within that like minute and a half scene. And then after that, there was very little until that very final scene where he stands up, where Neil, you see Neil go up and down emotionally with what he's going through and with his father. And same thing with Knox, with the girl of, you know, especially at the party and then going to his house or the school with flowers. I think if they wanted Todd to be a center point, they would have done something more than that 45 minutes in between. This is where I'll push back though. I don't think that this film is intended to have any one of those students be a main character or be the focus of the film. I think that this movie is about Keating and then the the group of boys, the, the dead poet society. That's why it's named that. And so all of these guys have individual lives and individual experiences, but it's them collectively that drives the film. This isn't Neil's film. This isn't Knox's film. It's that group of six or seven guys. And so that's my pushback there. I, and, and so they all have that element. I mean, heck, even Charlie Dalton, you know, they all have this. And Pitts, Pitts has his moment, you know. They all have these moments um, that I think underscores it, you know. But I, I guess you're right. Neil has the most screen time without a doubt. But I think that's because he's the ringleader of the group. You needed someone like that to identify with. You see the emotion, but he's kind of an outspoken guy. So... I could I could see an argument and maybe slightly agree with Todd has the most change in his character because of his shy shell and then coming out and standing on top of his desk at the end. But I think the whole movie was centered on Neil being one and Knox being the other, aside from those small and again, very powerful scenes. But I, I looked it up after because I wasn't sure. And people said that it was supposed to be Neil and Todd as kind of the two front guys, which clearly. Which Neil I think is, it is. But I think it is personally. I think it's Knox. I think I, I think Knox is like a fun little. You know, yeah, but they, they spend so much time on him more than Todd. More than Todd. I don't and I don't know. I, I, I don't you're gonna have to you're gonna have to get screen time numbers for for me to believe that but well even so i just think it it was it was yeah i mean at the end of the day this film is one scene changed him the reason this this film gives me that uneasiness is because what it does is it takes neil one of the main characters one of the most important guys the ringleader however you want to dice it up and there's a tragedy in his life that's required for this movie to to have a feeling you know and that's why i hate it that's why I finished this really sad and emotional is because you needed Neil to commit suicide for this film to really hit home. And it sucks that that's the case, you know? And that's why this has a profound impact is because it's, it's like a tragedy. It's like a fallen hero. He is the main guy in this film. He's going, getting straight A's. He's going to do things. He's doing the theater performance, which is tapping something that he wanted to do. Um, and it's it so quickly tame. ends. Yeah, it, it does. What's your I, hot I don't take? Think it would- um, that, You've been talking all week about this hot take. No, that that was that was my hot take. That my was hot your take, hot take. Uh, uh, thinking that Todd is so underplayed and not a good character, I think that's a pretty hot take considering it's supposed to be revolved around him. Is it not? I think it's a pretty good hot take. <laughs> you hyped it up, really? All right, I, I mean, need to push back consider, harder on considering, this. Clearly, considering your voice and your face of how after I said Todd was not very good. I thought it was fine. All right, I, I, I just I thought I thought it was more of a plot thing, but I, I guess I, I, I think mean, you're, I think you're an, I think you're ridiculous for saying that Knox's little chick storyline 
is is more significant that that is like pretty material but like con- conceptually important because it's him deviating he's sneaking out you know he's standing not, up I'm to the high say. school institution but i mean todd you need the todd neil relationship you feel todd's pain when he's running through the snow after neil commits suicide and he's yeah. running down towards the lake you feel that pain because you've been introduced to todd uh, you wouldn't feel I, that I, pain if you weren't introduced to him in an emotionally attached way. I blatantly disagree. Now, I think everyone what? I think everyone would have that reaction, but based on the little true relationship you see in their room, I wouldn't have pegged him to be balls out crying, Todd. Are you kidding me? I, the dude I would is, not. is a mute for the first half of the film. Exactly. So how does it all of a sudden have now, okay, it would have an impact, but such a crying, bawling your eyes out impact based on that first half. Neil I mean, was, was from the get-go, Neil was his friend, the guy who introduced him to friendship when being here. Neil was like this dude's ideal self of what Todd wanted to be, and you see it throughout the film in their friendship. A little bit, but I don't think if that's I completely for, disagree. Actually. I don't think they I think going, Todd I don't is think almost just as important as Neil in this film. No. The only reason Neil is more important is because he has the father element that you get to see, and he's the he's the tragic hero of the film. It's to me, it's that's almost the like they only put the things in, and his character. If Todd changed. would have died, it would have been the same, same feeling, almost. But Todd would need a father figure to inspire the. I know. just didn't think Todd had much of a heart itself i mean he when when he joined the dead poet society he's like okay yeah i'll join and then he didn't want to read and i know that you know in their dorm room the one time they were like jumping on the the beds because neil was running away from todd holding his poem but aside from that i thought if that's what they were going for for their relationship it was lackluster i thought it was lackluster that's a freezing cold take because i completely disagree with you that's fine. You disagree. I disagree to disagree to your disagree. That was a lot of disagrees. But you got me heated up with that comment. It, I'm turbocharged. It, I don't like just, that. It just didn't. It, 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 to me, that's not what it was. That's not what the, the movie was about. That's not what the main point was. The point was for each person to find their What was the point of this self. film? No. That's exactly what the point was. To think for themselves. Okay. I sure, would not say sure. it was a friendship type of film. In terms of the main shindig or whatever you want to call it, I don't know. It's not a friendship film. It's about them all finding themselves and 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 that and that nonconformity. Which and is why when he bawls his eyes out, friendship. Ex- what him bawling his eyes out is him conforming? Is that what you're saying? No, no. I'm saying what you just said in terms of agreeing with me with kind of the conformity. Him bawling his eyes out based on what they show the relationship previously. Was, you didn't think that fit. I mean, I thought he, I, I didn't see his complete and utter attachment like a best friend. Now, of course, everyone would cry. But to me, I was just like, wow, he's really like damaged. When I look back at the film, I'm like, they only had a handful of moments that would build it. And I don't think your reaction would be like that. I, I disagree. And the reason I disagree is because I want to emphasize this. I thought. Because I said that, it, right? <laughs> well, obviously but (laughs) the scene where robin williams gets this kid to come out of his shell is like i thought that was one of the best sequences out of any film i've ever seen 
And I think that's one of the reasons that it got the Oscar for screenplay and everything. It, it's those sorts of individual one-off moments that are really powerful. And that's because Todd had this buildup of being shelled, being nervous, being insecure. And Robin Williams helps him break out of that. Robin Williams doesn't break him out of it. He helps him. He helps him. Out but, but you did not bring up at all in that point you just made Todd and Neil's relationship. You brought up individually Todd's change as a person and his own character. The relationship between them is expanded on with them living with each other throughout. Neil is the perfect I think it's a small opposite portion. to Todd because Todd small is insecure, part. afraid to read. Neil's like, you want to come along? Do you want to read? I'll give you friends. Neil's like, what do you mean you don't want to read? Todd's like, I'm scared to read. Neil's like, screw that. I'm happy to read. They're, they're, they're like a perfect opposite early on and you notice that and they both try to help each other todd asks neil why he's lying to get into the theater performance and i think that's one of the reasons that he's most heartbroken when todd or when neil commits suicide because todd literally had a conversation with neil saying you should not lie to your dad about this this is going to have bad ramifications vice versa neil being the friend that he is invites todd along gives him the friendship gives him the dead poet society when they run around the room stealing each other's poetry, it's exactly that. Like those are small things that contribute to a friendship unfolding in which it builds that emotional. I, you're you're saying that you didn't have an emotional like, oh shit, when when Todd's falling down into the snow crying. No, I did, but as the character of Todd. I just didn't see his relationship build that much to have such a sobbing effect on him. I, I mean, <laughs> if they wanted if they wanted to have the relationship between them as be a focal point, I thought it should have been more because to me it was individual. It was individual. The girl for Knox, Todd, and and I agree. They're a group. The best though. scenes. They're a group, but it was also the individual people of finding what they like to do and finding their shell. They do that with the friendship shell. that they have. I th- I, th- I right. think it was poorly. We're going to agree to disagree, but that's a freezing cold take. One <laughs> thing I do have to say, and I want your thoughts on this. This is my only critique of this film. I thought this was a phenomenal f- you know, film, but the reason I opened with a feeling of uneasiness is because the way this ends, you feel sad because, you know, Neil's Neil dies terrible. And then you have Robin Williams, the hero of this film get forced out and have a tragic fall and while the music at the end and the guys standing on the desks they're getting the different perspective you know and they're representing their support for him against the the institutionalism the the conformity who is the principal or whatever his name is who's like sit down um it's a really sad ending because the guy either way robin williams is leaving he's gone you know he had his impact which is cool but there's no like really happy ending you had a tragic suicide and the hero of the film loses his job. And that's plot. And it, and it, it, it was a little sad. It, it, yeah. it was a little sad. It, it, yeah, it, it leaves it, you it like, dang, sad. like this sucks. This it sucks. was sad. And I was I was almost irate with the kids after all of them talking and saying, I'm not going to rat yeah. on, on I cheating. thought I thought Todd was, I was, I was not. Yeah. I, thought, I thought him and Knox, they were not going to do it. And they did. And to me, it was, it was their okay. I think it was kind of poor. Their poor attempt to try to redeem themselves by standing up for him because they know what they did was wrong yeah so that yeah. Oh, so absolutely i think yeah. it was a p- sad point but 
I almost didn't like them standing up more because after what they did. Now, it was it was nice. It was a good gesture. But I, I, I to me, I'm like, you guys just really, really messed up to the utmost and you're trying to redeem yourself, which is kind of sad in, in, in their circumstance. The but. entire theme of that ending was like, I kind of saw it as, okay, Robin Williams represents the free thinking going against the conformity, going against the institution. Um, and I think it's designed in a way to make that a tragedy. You're rooting for him, but in a way conformity wins in this film. Um, yeah, yeah. It's like in a, a material sense. Well, 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 yeah. While John Keating's, you know, wisdom and lifestyle and creativity will last in those boys specifically, John Keating's out at this school. Um, and I, so I think this, this was written and why the screenplay Oscar is pretty significant is because it strategically writes this film in a way that the conformity element wins and they want that to happen because you want that uneasiness. You don't like that happening. They don't want you to feel happy at the end of this film. They want they to call attention to free thinking versus conformity. They want you to empathize and root for it going forward so that a tragedy like this can't happen down the road. Yeah. That's I final final shower thoughts. But it still made me uneasy and it pissed me off. So that's fair. <laughs> I I'm just gonna throw out my favorite like little filming scene. I I mean, I loved when he did his poem and they like moved the camera around him. Yeah, that was sick. That was awesome. But I also really loved just randomly and it had I don't even know why they had it in there. But when I think it was Knox was riding his bike in the snow and the geese flew towards the camera when he's riding down yes, the hill. It's, yes, it's literally that was a really useless. cool shot. I, that was my favorite. I thought it was really cool. Yeah, I thought that, that was, was a cool, really cool shot. I think useless completely, but I loved it. Yeah, so I agree. so overall, what's your what's your rating out of 10? I, I really love this film. This was my first time seeing it. Um, yeah, likewise. <sighs> what did I give The Departed an eight and a half? I'm going to go with a I'm going to go with like a. 8.75 oh you're going that far i was just standing i love like this halves, film which is oh, which halves. is why i think which is why i think all right then it's an, it it's an 8.5 i okay. guess i think i think comparing it previous previously to something else is kind of hard as long as it's yeah i agree range. i mean they're completely different I, yeah I, I i give it an eight because it, it is it speaks your mind i just think todd's todd had some pr- that's why problems. are you kidding me what the heck? No, oh no. Oh my gosh. But, I mean, if that's tough crowd over here, that's, that's what shaves off character. half a point. Oh my gosh. No, I wasn't going right. to give it an eight. Not, no, no. I would have maybe given it a nine if he was completely, fully intact. So maybe. it's Todd's fault? Todd, in the end, it was very sad. And, and I think the people standing up was kind of a. And it wasn't the writing, it was more just the character problem that I, I did. But I, I say eight. I, I, I really enjoyed it. I did. But I just think, considering They're Todd funny. was supposed to be one of those top two people, I didn't think he was. I didn't think they did it right. That's just personal. So next time, join us. Movie Ticket Monday. We are doing There Will Be Blood, uh, which yes. we haven't seen before. So uh, I will bring my hot take for him to completely disagree and condemn me for next week. I am condemning uh, you for, for this one today, here. for the record. I know. Wrap it up I before I get too angry again. That's it for us. You take care. Stay classy. Bye.